0: that you're with us here. Winter Park, Sanford, uh, Oviedo, online as well. Week three of a series that we're, we're starting uh, this new year, 2024, year 11 of our church starting today, reminding us of, of who we are and, and where we've been. I, I remember when we, when we moved here, we started serving just anywhere that we could. And we wanted to be a church that wanted something for people before we expected something from them. We wanted the community to know that we were here. We were not just a church that gathered, but we were in the community that if we ever ceased to exist, that the community would, would miss us. And we started serving the faculty and the students and the athletics at, at Winter Springs High School. And, and I remember that season of, of, of before launching the church. We had to really define who we were gonna be, what our name was gonna be, and, and God led me to the book of James, a faith without action is dead, and a church without action. We'd be a church of action, a church that would respond, a church that would meet needs. We believe that Jesus' action on the cross, his life, his death, his resurrection, it demands a response or a reaction from us. And so I remember in the months leading up to the church, sitting down with God and really defining the values of our church, what would our reaction And he led me to to 1 Timothy chapter 4 as Paul is writing to Timothy, a young leader, a young pastor leading the church in Ephesus. He writes to Timothy and he begins to describe some things and how Timothy should lead, what the church should look like. And all 10 of our values, 10 reaction statements come from 1 Timothy chapter 4. It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but be an example to all believers. Week 1. We talked about the example at Action Church that we're called to set as an example of joy, of hope, of fun. We make it hard for people to go to hell by making it fun to go to church. That we were not going to be a perfect church. We were not going to be the best church. But we believe that church was meant to be enjoyed, not endured. And that Christians are meant to be enjoyed and not endured. That you should be the most joy-filled person in your life. Why? Because our hope is not fixed on what we see and what we experience now. Our hope is in Jesus in eternity. We make it hard for people to go to hell, making it fun to go to church. We're clapping in the intro. This is going to be a great service. I'm excited you're here today. You're already way better than 9 a.m. Come on, Sanford Novedo. Let's take this, Let's take this to the moon. It's 10-year anniversary. Let's have some fun. Number two, believers, in what you say, we are encouragers. Everybody say encourage. encourage. That we're called to add courage to people's journey. We talked about that last week, that we affirm, we protect, we, we correct, that we come alongside each other, that you and I, to live the life of faith that God has called us to live, we need some courage. And as fellow believers, we to link arms with a church family, with small groups, with teams, with people in our life that will add courage to our journey. Today, we're talking about number three in our values is to be an example to all the believers in what you say today and how you live. In how you live. And what I want to talk about today, the, the posture of how we live, the foundation of, of how we live as is, is Action Church, write this down, is we are generous. Amen. Pastor, you're talking about generosity on 10-year anniversary? I sure am. Welcome to Action Church. We call it a bait and switch. Fun, fun, celebrate, party, memories, giving. (laughs) God demonstrated that generosity could change the world when he sent Jesus. Our generosity is not simply what we do. It's who we are. That we believe a lifestyle of generosity can change the world. And I want to submit to you this morning that I think we're trapped in a wrong view of this world. And it's the opposite of generosity it's worry or scarcity. And it's a lack of faith, and it causes us to live just so gripped with holding on, with surviving, with taking what's mine and making sure that nobody can take it from me. And I want to introduce you to an idea today or remind you of an idea today that that when it comes to receiving Jesus and living for Jesus, nothing is yours. Nothing is yours. I got a black stone for Christmas. Blackstone grill. Any guys in here love Blackstone, or ladies love a Blackstone. I mean, it literally is like a hobby for me now. Like I just, I would, I would you want to come over? I'll cook. You want? I, I really feel like I love a good dinner. I love to take people out. I love a good steakhouse, and I really believe that that my steak is better than everybody else's steak that's ever been. Now it comes from Cavalieri's, which I'm not sponsored by them, but if they want to give me some free steak, I'm in there a lot. Thank you so much, Mr. and Mrs. Cavalleri. And we get a couple times a year. You got to save up for this. You get a prime fillet, and if you know prime mean it ain't cheap and so like so prime filet just seared perfectly oh my gosh like we should let's just leave like let's just go home I don't have to talk about giving you don't have to feel guilty let's just get out of here and go get on the blackstone I love to cook breakfast for the boys Uh, we do breakfast together pretty much every single morning uh, it's either like an easy breakfast, like like cereal, or I'll cook on the Blackstone uh, some eggs, some bacon, some sausage, some hash browns, and uh, just an amazing morning. On Fridays, uh, on school Fridays, we do Chick-fil-A Uh, breakfast uh, every single Friday. And uh, because I'm addicted to Uber Eats, pray for your pastor, we get Chick-fil-A delivered. And I really think that's a slice of heaven. I really believe when I have found that Chick-fil-A delivers to my doorstep, I really believe that's what's going to happen in eternity. Just chicken minis, show up to your door, we give God glory, we're in the presence of the Lord with God's chicken, and it just is a great, great morning at the Daily House. Well, something happens every single Friday. See, I don't usually get chicken minis, that's for the boys, I usually get either the, the the, the, and I don't care about any of this, but I just love talking about Chick-fil-A. I either get the, 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 the breakfast bowl, uh, like the burrito in a bowl, or a spicy uh, chicken biscuit, which is just phenomenal. But I always like to sample. You know, dads in the room, we like to sample. And so if I'm sitting down with my kids at my table in my house, I'm going to eat what you're eating. It's, it might as well be a buffet. I got my plate and your plate. And and I got two kids. And and one of them is is, is polite and he understands the process. And the other one says, Dad, what are you doing? Those are my chicken minis. (laughs) Son, that's not even your life. You're alive because I allow it. It's my chicken. Any complaints? I'm taking more. He's like, This is mine, it's not mine. It's not yours. And I think God is looking at us today, everything we've been given, every moment of time, every passion, every gift, every resource, once you give your life to Jesus, is no longer yours. And if you've received the goodness of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God and the forgiveness of God, the salvation of God, you freely received all that he's given for you. Your only response, my only response is to freely give the rest of my life away for God's glory and for others' benefit. For God so loved the world that he he gave. He gave his one and only son that whosoever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. And if we've received that gift, the only posture which is appropriate is to spend the rest of our life giving it away. And we are a generous church. As a whole, in totality, we, we can say that we have been generous. I, I want to celebrate just a little bit uh, more all that we've been able to do together. This year at the Christmas store, we saw several hundred people give their life to Jesus, and we were able to serve 2,000 kids, got Christmas because of our generosity. and And I love that we're able to allow the parents and the grandparents to be the hero and the parents and grandparents meet Jesus, literally hundreds every single year. So we're not just changing a Christmas, we're changing a generation. We're not just changing a need now, we're also allowing them to to meet Jesus. You need to know that about Action Church. We meet needs to arrange the meeting. We provide social justice so we can provide the most important thing, which is spiritual justice, because we need to help you now, but we're really just trying to settle eternity. We've seen over 1.2 million people people make a decision on a connection card through our partnership with John Maxwell and his events around the world. 1.2 million are going to heaven based off of our partnership. We've seen Sanford family. I heard this from Pastor Nick this week. There was a family living in their car attending Sanford. Another family at our Sanford location says that this can't happen. You're not living in your car. You're living with us. And for several months, they just opened up their home to a family that they did not know and said, hey, you need a house. We have a house. If that's not an Acts 2 type Christian, I've got something. You need something. We are generous. We've seen so many people uh, at multiple locations give cars away. Like you need a car. I got a car. And so here you go. I got an extra one. You need one. It just makes sense. Why? Because we're generous. I remember Hurricane Irma hundreds, literally hundreds of projects over that month, all in Central and South Florida, tens of thousands of dollars given away. I remember getting a chainsaw for the first time. You're lucky that your pastor still has limbs because I was not very good at it. There's it a couple of times like I'm not cutting. I'll just drag. You know what I mean? I'll carry. I'm not, I don't want to die out here. I love you, but I'm not going to die for you. I'm not Jesus. My name's Justin, not Jesus. I didn't come here to die. I didn't come here to surf. I remember serving at the the Pulse nightclub shooting and and Pastor Eddie and the team, we got together and I said, hey, they said, what are we gonna do? I said, I have no idea, we just have to go. There are people that are hurting and I remember us going past the barriers, past the barricades and we were able to pray for every single victim's family, shield them from the media, give them water, give them food and, and pray for them. We are the sole provider of about 10 food pantries in Seminole County at public schools. We've won Seminole County Partner of the Year several years in a row, multiple times. We have people, I'm going to keep going, we have uh, people uh, that give to Momentum. Uh, just a couple of individuals give thirty to $50,000 a year for our summer camp for the scholarships. We've seen hundreds of students. And every anniversary, we share our expansion total. This year, over and above our tithes, we are a tithing church here at Action Church. We believe in returning to God what is his through an act of obedience and then being generous after it. And once a year, we expand our ability to reach and connect people. And this year, together, collectively, we raise $1,123,000 together. <laughs> like we said, we've already sent out a quarter million of that to churches and partners, reaching people for the gospel in our city, our community, our state, our nation in the world, a crazy step uh, that I, I had the team research this week is to date, over 10 years, we've given away $6 million outside of the ministry of Action Church, to local partners, to schools, to missionaries, $6 million. It's amazing. The impact that we've been able to provide because of your generosity, but I, but I want to transition for a second. Wouldn't be Action Church if it wasn't a little bait and switch. See, I've been a cheerleader for two weeks, and I'm tired of cheering. I'm going to clock in as coach today. Uh, coach Saban just retired, the greatest coach of all time in any sport. And if you argue with it, you're fine. You can have your wrong opinion. You're, you're stupid, but I still love you. I mean, it's just facts. So he's, he retired. I actually got to spend a couple of hours with him in 2019. And what was fascinating about Coach Saban and the reason they were so successful is his goals was, were, were not everybody else's goals. He said, I never have a goal to win a championship. My goal is to take players from one place and get them to another place. Most of the time from places of, of nothing and get them to their highest potential. My only job as a coach is to take them from where they are to where they can be. A championship is just a step in the process to them fulfilling their highest and greatest purpose. And that is what a life of of generosity is about. It's about the process of which generosity is way more about the process of us receiving and giving than an event, than a charity, than an idea. We are generous. And I want to say something today, and I say this with all due respect. Which means I'm about to offend you. You know what I mean? So with all due respect, okay, something really bad's coming out of your mouth. So, with all due respect, we were all clapping earlier. It was such a special moment. We're all clapping, but we aren't all contributing. And I just wonder what several thousand people could do if some went to we if some went to all, if you actually have received Jesus and all that he's done for you, and then your life was marked with the overflow of what you've received being given away so that others can have the same opportunity. We're grateful for all that we've witnessed. We're grateful for all that we've done. We're grateful that we have got to be a part of it, but God's not done yet. And here, here's here's my goal for that. simply this. We live like this, and God wants us to live like this. Amen. I hold, that's all I'm ever going to have. I open up to steward, to hold what God has in my hand, but also I hold on to it loosely because if you need it, here you go. Amen. It, remember, it's... The opposite of generosity is scarcity, and God is not a scarcity God. He owns everything, he has everything, and he's looking for people that he can trust to live like this. He's looking for people that will say, I'm gonna receive it and I'm gonna give it. A couple more thoughts on generosity, we'll get really practical in a second. True generosity. It's not just giving in response to need. It's giving because we need to give. And that, that My whole goal, we're not raising money today. There's no campaign. There's no initiative. The idea is that we have to, if we've received everything that God has given us, there should be a need on the inside of us that I have to give this away. I have to tell somebody about what Jesus did for me. I have to, to, to help. I have to serve. I have to give. I have to, to share. True generosity is about the sacrifice, not the amount. Remember the the widow in the New Testament? All the Pharisees, religious leaders were celebrating the people that were giving a lot. And Jesus said, the only true act of generosity today was from the lady who gave all that she had. It's not about an amount. It's it's about obedience. It's about sacrifice. Pastor, how, how... How in the world are we talking about generosity on year 10? Because I I don't want to just live in what we've already done. So grateful. God brought you through what he brought you through so that he could use it for his glory and for others' benefit. Let's not become a church that gets large and then just looks back. Our stories should not always be about yesterday. It should be about what could be. Can I say one more harsh thing? Well, I'm gonna say it anyway, I got a microphone. (laughs) Write this down. Write this down. You are done getting credit for what's already been done. It's stored up in heaven. Let me illustrate it this way. Anybody do uh, mobile deposits? I love mobile deposits. Mobile deposits are amazing. You've to go to the bank. Uh, if you've learned anything about your pastor, I don't like inconvenience. You know what I mean? I'm Uber Eats. I'm mobile deposit. I'm Instacart. I get that that's, that's, could we, I could save some money, but you can't save time. You know what I mean? You're only one thing you can't, you can't get more of, and that's time. And so I think it's a great investment. I love mobile deposits. Have you ever, like me, maybe you're a little unorganized, have you ever made a mobile deposit that you forgot about? And then you find a check at an office drawer somewhere, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm rich. Look at this check. This is amazing. And then you flip it over and you see for mobile deposit only, like, oh, man, it's already in the account. (laughs) Stupid. I've already gotten credit for that. Let's not allow our life to be looking and just celebrating something that's still here but we've already deposited and gotten credit for. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. Thank you for using us. Thank you for allowing me to be a part. But what is next? If you're not dead, God's not done. He has something for us to do. And it's on the other side of our generosity. Uh, I want to get practical for a second. I really believe uh, in Action Church, when we have messages like this, I think these are messages of of challenge and messages of conviction. I really believe the Holy Spirit does more after the service than even sometimes in the service. So I really want you to write this stuff down because I really want you, if you call Action Church home, to, to wrestle with this. Generosity is not some things and it is some things. Write this down. Generosity is not just giving to opportunities. That doesn't mean you have a lifestyle of generosity if you just give at certain times. Generosity, its motivation can't be dictated by inspiration. It's not an emotional thing, it's a decision thing. It's not what I do, it's, it's who I am. Generosity is not just giving from the overflow. I would submit to you today that that's not even being generous. If you wait to see what's left over and then you just give that away, that's not generosity. You've never impressed anybody with leftovers. You have, come on, you wanna come over, first date. I, I, I made a spaghetti last week, you want some? No, I don't want what you have left. And neither does God. My God. Come on. Wow. It's not just out of the overflow. Generosity, come on, get this one, is not just giving the obligations. Generosity should never come from guilt or shame or obligations. You should never feel like at church, like you're trying to round up for the local charity. You know what I mean? The, you're, you know i talking about? You're at the queue and they're like, would you like to give $3 to puppies? No, I do not. Can we all agree that it's getting ridiculous out there? Talk about the tipping culture, anybody? You want me to, I mean, let's just take a step back. First off, you, you want me to go to the grocery store and you want me to do your job. And I'm so sorry if you work at a grocery store, but if you have a name tag and been trained, I'm confused at why I'm working. I don't, I'm not trained for this. Sir, you're bagging it wrong. I know. I missed the training and I missed the paycheck. What are you doing? Why are you staring at me? And if, if, if you watch me bag groceries for an hour and a half and then you have the audacity to come and ask me to see my receipt, I did the best I could. If I missed it, it's fine. Get out of the way. I'm going home. <laughs> Only one of us got paid for this hour and a half. <laughs> Tipping. Obligations. Gabby came home the other day from the car wash. Self-car wash. She drove through it, vacuumed her own car. The car wash attendant, would you like to tip? For what? Every time you're at a store, would you like to round up? Would you like to give $2? And I always feel so guilty. I learned something actually just this morning from somebody on the team. They said, My mom used to say, Not today. Do you want to give to this not today? Which implies that you're going to give later, but just not today. We all feel better about it. No, I, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying not today. Today, I don't want to round up for, for the Cat Humane Society. I do not want to round up for whatever you're talking about free car washes. Generosity is not just giving to obligations. It is some things. Write this down. Generosity is an act of obedience. Generosity is an act of obedience. Check out the second one. Generosity is focused outwardly on others. That Our generosity is not us focused. It's God focused and others focused. Write this last one down. Generosity is a posture of our heart. It should be who we are as believers. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse 11. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, except at the car wash. (laughs) No, seriously, if you're gonna be generous at the car wash, just invite them to church at least. At least make it a good stewardship of God's resources. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. What it's saying is, when we are generous, we look like God, when we're generous to others, it will cause them to be thankful to God, therefore we are arranging a meeting with people. We're meeting a need and arranging, arranging a meeting. Generosity is not just money, it's time. It's our passions, it's our talents, it's our success, it's our ideas, it's our serving. Are we marked with, with generosity? Generosity is an overflow of love. You give. I give to what I love. I love my kids, I give to them. You love your sports team, you buy merchandise. You love your school, you give to it. You love a new watch or a new bag, you get whatever you love, you give to. Reminds me of Peter when he is uh, approached by Jesus post-resurrection, we see this story in John's Gospel, and uh, we see Peter uh, being approached by Jesus, and three different times Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And he asked him three times because Peter had denied him three times before, that Peter, Judas betrayed him, but Peter betrayed Jesus with his words and denied him with his actions. And so when he says, do you love me, he is asking, where is your heart? Where is your posture? Do you love me? And then Peter, every single time, says, yes, of course, Jesus, I love you. And I really believe today that is the question. God is asking you and asking me, do you love me? Of course, I love you, God. Well, Jesus tells people, then feed my sheep. Take care of my lambs. Provide. Do you love me? Followed by take care of my sheep to so bring that symbolically to practically do you love me take care of people do you love me live with generosity God's asking do you love me and if that answer is yes it should be followed by actions make it to make it very clear our actions do not earn God's love our actions do not earn a better relationship with him but if we have fallen in love with God if we have been set free from our past set onto a future with his purpose. We've received all that Jesus did through his life, his death, and his resurrection. Our response, do you love me, should be to live generously. Amen. Not just in a church, in your family, your workplace, your school. You should live a life that is about God and about others. Look at how First John says it, this is not me, this is First John, you got a problem, take it up with John when you get to heaven. Order some chicken minis and talk to John. First John chapter 3, verse 17. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? We are called to be generous. One excuse that I want to get rid of today, and I don't want to use scripture to do it. And then we'll close and then you can go and never come back here again. I'm so sorry. You're like, I thought this was gonna be more fun. Come back next week. It's about every other week. If you'll notice in our values, be like, oh yeah, you can do it, we can help. You suck. It's kind of, it's kind of the Bible. Good job, good job, fix this. The excuse is I can't afford to be generous. And I would say you can't afford not to be generous, that it is the overflow of your life. And Pastor, I don't have anything. You have something you're in America. You got something. you got more than most of the world. Well, I don't have a ton of money. Well, then don't give money. Give time. Well, I don't have a, a ton of time. Well, then give some money. Some of you don't got any talents or time, but you got money Yeah, people need it. Excuses. Are, I'm poor. There's a church that's honored that's celebrated in the New Testament. And it's actually that the, the Not the richest church, one of the poorest churches. And if we're not careful, we'll read scripture out of context and not realize what's actually happening here. The church in Philippi compared to the church in Corinth. Philippians says this, as you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on, from Macedonia. No other church did this. So I would think if I'm reading that with no context that the Philippians church had a lot of money. They had a lot of resource and they're the only church that gave to Paul's missionary journey. Well, they must've been wealthy. But then we go over to 2 Corinthians chapter eight and it says this, now I want you to know, now he's writing to the church in Corinth telling them about the church in Philippi. Dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia, they're being tested by many troubles It's not all perfect. It's not all easy. It's not all overflow. And they are very poor, but they're also filled with abundant joy. How can you be facing troubles and how can you be facing hardships and be filled with abundant joy because your hope's not in right now? Never once have I ever walked alone. Their abundant joy has overflowed in rich generosity, when we receive all that God has for us, the response is to overflow spiritually, practically, tangibly, and be generous. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. No Round Up campaign, no give $2 to charity, just I have received, freely I have received, freely I give. Look at verse four. They begged us again and again for the privilege. Shouldn't that be our posture? God, you did for me what I could never do for myself. It's a privilege to be your partner. He could have called us a slave and yet he wants us to partner with him. Generosity is not an obligation. Generosity is a privilege. That I've received something that I didn't deserve. And now I have the opportunity, the privilege to share that with other people. It's a privilege for the gifts of believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped for. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. My my job as as a pastor, It's not, it's laid out in Ephesians. It's not to to, to do ministry. My my primary job is to equip and empower you, uh, the believers, uh, the church members, the Christ followers of Action Church. And we are gonna live a life of generosity. That's who we are. The question is, are you we? Are you us? We are generous. I wanna give you the opportunity today to stay, take a step into that. My, my job is to equip and empower you, so we've done that. So take out the envelope you got out earlier. Come on, take out the envelope. You got $10 in there, every family's got $10. You wanna talk about an experience when we went to the bank to ask for all that money <laughs> in ones. They're like, you're, you're using that for what, a church? Sure. Some of y'all are so Christian, you're like, what's he talking about? (laughs) Somebody have to fill you in later. (laughs) You have $10. And here's why. We are generous. So today, for the first time maybe ever, as a church, the several thousand of us that are gonna gather, we all are gonna be generous. How am I gonna do that? First, to start a life of generosity, you have to return to God what He requires, and that's 10%. So everybody today is gonna to tithe for the first time, unless you're gonna steal from God. And if you're gonna do that, you need to take it. <laughs> but you're gonna give a dollar. And then I want you to pray about it. Do you give it all back to you? Has God to you to be more generous? Is there somebody in your life that needs it? Is there somebody that you're gonna be, go to a, a, a service opportunity or a barista or a neighbor or a family or a friend? Somebody needs that, that. That $9 means way more to them than it does to you. That's what it looks like to live like this. I could hold it or I could see who needs it. they are gonna be generous today. Pastor, that's not generosity. This, you gave me this. This isn't mine. How can I be generous? It's not mine. That's the whole point. It's not yours. Your house isn't yours. It's a vehicle for ministry. Your car isn't yours. Your bank account isn't yours. Your life isn't yours. Daily, I lay down my life, take up my cross and follow you. And that following should be marked with generosity. We are generous. And I believe, just like we read earlier, on the other side of our generosity, there will be thanksgiving to God. We give for others' benefit and for his glory. Got so excited, I almost forgot if you need anything, if you don't have food on the table this afternoon or gas in your car, reach in those buckets and grab as much as you need. And if you don't have enough that you can grab, find a pastor today. And if you call Action Church home, we will do everything we can to make sure we meet you in your time of need. There are people in this room with resources and if you're in time of need, we've all been there before, in different settings in different seasons in different ways. Grab what you need, or grab a pastor at one of our locations and say, I need some help. My kids need some help. I need, I, need, I need a little relief. I promise you the response. If you are part of us, we'll be. We are generous and we're here to help. My prayer is the next 10 years, that would be even more true than the first 10 years. That as we grow, as we mature, that we'd be marked, labeled, defined, that our posture would be, we are Generous. Let's bow our heads at every location, every head bowed, every eye closed. God, we love you. We thank you for meeting us here. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be used by you. God, we could never earn it. We do not deserve it, but I'm grateful for the privilege to partner with you. Church, every head bowed, every eye closed. We never gathered at Action Church without giving you an opportunity to, to make the most important decision in your life, to start a relationship with Jesus, or to restart a relationship with Jesus. We talked about it earlier. For God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus came, lived a perfect life because you and I could not. Died a sinner's death in our place. He who was without sin became sin on our behalf. An exchange happened with his death on the cross. We received salvation, mercy, forgiveness, his grace that saves us and sustains us. Three days later, he rose from the grave, giving us victory over sin and victory over the grave. And you and I have the availability to encounter the living God through receiving a relationship with Jesus and gaining access to now the power and the presence of God that is the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? The Bible says we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, which means we give him control. We surrender. If you wanna do that today for the first time ever, You say, Pastor, I I feel called to be generous. I feel called to, to live a life for others. You have to receive something before you give something. And you know, today is the day where you receive what Jesus did for you through his life, his death and his resurrection. If that's you today, and you want to start a relationship with Jesus, or maybe you want to restart a relationship with Jesus, I'd love to pray for you. If that's you, Across all of our locations, would you raise your hand right where you are and say, "I need to start or restart a relationship with Jesus." I am confessing with my mouth and believing my heart that Jesus. I got one, two, three, four, five. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yeah. Come on, anybody else? Yes, ma'am. It's amazing. Several yes, ma'am, right in the middle. A couple more over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Several more on the left side in the stadium. Come on across the back. At Sanford, in Oviedo. God's moving in your life right now. You can put your hands down. Pray this in your heart as I pray it out loud. Say this, say, God, I love you. God, I thank you. I thank you for saving me. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I repent from those sins today, confessing with my mouth and believing in my heart that you, Jesus, are Lord. And God, I give you that place, complete and total control. God, have your way in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now, God, I pray for all of us. I pray this week, give us opportunities to be generous. Let us meet a need practically, show the love of Jesus, and then tell people why. That he loves them, that he sees them, and that he sent us here to remind them of who he is and what he can do for them. Let this week practically be marked. By our generosity for your glory and for others' benefit. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody at Action Church said, Amen. And Amen. Can we celebrate all the decisions that were just made? Come on, so proud of you.